Good evening and welcome to tonight's episode titled Out of the Blue. Tonight I will be speaking with Reese, who describes himself as someone who has a happy-go-lucky attitude and by his own admission has never really experienced mental health issues until one day at work where things suddenly and out of the blue, as he describes it, all got too much. He discusses in detail what happened and how he felt and what he did to get the support he needed. Good evening, Reese. Thanks for joining uh, joining me tonight um, on this podcast. Um, so today we're gonna. I'm talking to my friend Reese um, on obviously on the subject of mental health. Uh, the episode is titled "Out of the Blue." Um, when we spoke, Reese, you were quite candid in the fact that you'd been suffering from uh, some mental health issues yourself recently, and what you described to me was it it more or less coming out of the out of the blue um so can you tell me what happened um and also how that's how covid and the lockdown situation is impacting on your mental well-being at the moment okay um first of all thanks sean for inviting me on um and creating a platform so people can start talking about this subject i think it's very important um but yeah, uh, going to your question, you know, I, I spoke to you about things coming out of the blue, and if I just kind of, kind of tell a, a short story about, kind of what I'm like as a person, and it, it will kind of set the scene as to where this this will go, kind of thing. So, I've always um, prided myself to be someone who's very mentally stable. No, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that normally, but in, in terms of this, I would. Yeah. Um, I'm always very mentally strong. You know, uh, my whole life, there's not there's not been much really that's that's affected me, um, and made me feel any any different than you know being happy or or a little bit sad or you know just normal emotions that we feel day to day. Um, you know, I'm sure some people listen who will know me and and they'll know um you know from past years what what i'm usually like um and i think the reason why i want to come on with you and talk about it is because it was such a shock to me um encountering all these new you know health problems mental mm. health problems mm. um i think it's important it's spoken about because Definitely. I think a lot of what I worked through um, was the the reasoning behind why I felt like I felt, and I kind of came to the to the determination that really it's it's not anything. It's just it's something that festers in lots of different aspects of your your life and your thoughts, and sometimes that culmination can just get a little bit too much and. When it does, if you're not used to it, it can it can really catch you, you know, can knock you for six. So if if we go back to, um, you know, I was saying how quite mentally strong I was or how happy I was, um, I just recall a, a, a time at work where, you know, I was going to work, I was, I was quite unhappy with work. There wasn't really much to do. Um, a lot of the day consisted of sitting around in, in boredom or, you know, just wanting to go home and life just kind of felt the same. Um, 
And obviously this has partials to COVID and restrictions. Uh, I had nothing to do outside of work either. But I just recall a day where everything just became too much and I went into work. I, I didn't feel right in the morning. I knew something was off and I was it was it was strange. It was almost like I felt like I was physically ill. Um, but when I got into work, that's when things really just went a bit pear-shaped. I started talking to the people I work with and just nothing was resonating in my head. Nothing. It was all just fuzzy noise. I didn't care about what they were saying. I didn't care what, what any advice anyone had to give me. And I, I just completely lost it. Um, you know, breaking down you know, tears, I, I couldn't be around anyone, you know, I, I walked out of uh, my work area and just walked out and tried to find somewhere to like, you know, hide. And um, it was only eventually when someone came around and said, look, you know, something's not not right, you need to, you need to take a, a day off at least. And I, I went to um, take a day, which turned into a week, which turned into two months. So, I ended up going to see um, my occupational health nurse, which I will add now is so important yeah. that someone is on board with what you're going through. One, because if you need that time, like I did, then you won't get it unless you see someone. Mm. Um, and after after speaking to her, it was very apparent to herself and to me that something was not right with me. And like I said, it, com- it, it, it came to an end after two months. You know, I had all that time off. Uh, I started on medication. Um, I was taking courses of medication only till you know, a few weeks ago. So um, was that medication antidepressants, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was antidepressants, um, which, you know, I will... I will say this in the nicest way possible. They're, they're not nice. They're at the start, they're horrible, but after a while they, they do numb, numb you and help you cope with what you're going through for the time. But getting off them was one of my main goals yeah. well, straight off the bat. You know, I didn't want to be dependent. Um, so yeah, really just the reason why we spoke about it coming out of the blue is because to me, whether it really was or whether it really wasn't, it's kind of irrelevant. It's, it's in your head. It felt to me as if it was completely out of the blue, abnormal, never felt anything like it. And that, that's scary. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And, you know, the second part of your question was about COVID. And that's really been a, a catalyst for, for um, not feeling great because you have nothing to exhume yourself. You, you can't go and let off steam somebody. You can't go down to the pub and meet a mate and have a drink. You can't go out for dinner or, you know, all the, all these little things that we take for granted, they're, they're very vital to, to our social aspect of our life and our mental health. It's all linked. And I think, you know, there, there will be a lot of other people who are going to feel like how I felt. And, um, yeah, hopefully talking about it on with you, this will help people understand that, you know, it does get better and the road, trust me, it does have an ending. So Yeah, and um 
I'm I'm certain that this will resonate with a lot of people. And whilst I appreciate it wasn't the only factor, would it be fair to say that the lockdown situation made your mental health situation a lot worse? Massively, it's it's it helped it or aided it to deteriorate very quickly. Like like I was just saying, if you if you have thoughts that are negative and you start to feel depressed, it's it, I, I'd explain it as like falling down the stairs. Yeah. You know, you get the initial slip, and then once you start tumbling, it's it's very hard to stop yourself. Mm. Um. So COVID really like pushed it right to the forefront of um you know your mind and your thoughts you think right i don't feel great mm. what can i do well i can't do anything because it was all it's always like the ending line oh well there's nothing to do anyway or yeah. i can't go to this because of um so yeah it's it it really is not great at all no. um yeah. obviously we're, we're in a unique position where we're helping save lives like you know physically mm. But I think um, the mental health side is really slipping and falling to the wayside. It's, I think we're in a population that's gonna, it's gonna start to become very prevalent yeah. amongst young people, especially. I think. Um, I think you're absolutely right, and uh, that's why it's so important to talk. Um, just touching on, obviously, the situation. You felt like it came out of the blue, and uh, um, you effectively broke down at work. You said you know because of the COVID situation it's really difficult to let off steam so once this happened first of all were, were was your work really supportive and did you tell anyone close to you how you were feeling and what had happened yeah so again just setting the seat a bit I'm, I'm someone who do, who despises talking about how I feel on me I'm, I'm a very um, closed person and that's never been a problem for me before because I've always been able to hold everything inside my own bottle. Um, however, it it was vital for me this time around to explain and talk and ask for help. And I think that's this is a very huge point about um, what this podcast is about is if it does come out of the blue don't feel like it's it's something you have to do yourself because it's mm. really not you know just like we depend on social time and going and seeing other people that's effectively what we're doing we're we're counseling ourselves with our friends we're we're speaking about what we want to talk about yeah and it's it's something that is so natural to us we don't realize that we're actually helping ourselves by by socializing Definitely. so I think this time, yeah, you know, if I, my work was so supportive, um, I spoke to my boss instantly. He said, you know, to me, oh, I really hope you, you're okay. And if there's anything I can do, he helped me schedule appointments with um, my occupational health um, nurse at work, Josephine. And she, she was brilliant as well. She gave me loads of encouragement also you know, liaise with both of them about having time off. Um, and, you know, God, God sends, they've, they allowed me to have two, two months off. Obviously 
talking to the doctors as well and things yeah. like that. And um, I was just about to come on to that. So were you um, were you signed off for that that period? And with your occupational therapist, did uh, did you have you also signed up to any therapy or counselling or anything along those lines? Yeah. So um, I've I do therapy with um, through my work. So uh, there's a lady at work who. Um, she does um, cognitive behavioural therapy in the yeah. CBT. Um, I've done it before, um, obviously not for the reasons that we're talking about now, but um, it it does help. I mean, I, I'm not the, the best advocate for therapy because therapy can be brilliant for some people and other people it, it can help a little bit, but it's not really the, the nail in the coffin. For me, therapy is, is something that's okay for me but it doesn't it doesn't help me fully um i feel like talking to other people of my own free will and my own choices is better for me okay um sometimes i feel like through therapy i, I feel like i have to be there i got you um, yeah. so you like i said I'm, I'm trying to put people off it it still does help um it helps you work through your problems um Basically, if no one's done it before or knows what it is, it's just kind of, in layman's terms, it's just retracing your thoughts and trying to find the root causes, mm. um, which you know sometimes are very, very difficult to find. Um, but yeah, so work work were brilliant with me, and um, you know I can't commend them enough for that. I think workplaces definitely need to to make it something that's um, quickly picked up on. Yeah, know. and I think there's an important point there to be made. I know everyone's experience will be slightly different, but the experiences I've heard of with people that do suffer from mental health, and this is one of the positive things in our country, is that workplaces are getting a lot better in terms of being supportive around mental health issues. And I think you've given a couple of good examples. I mean, they obviously they got your occupational therapist in place and... Um, the potential for therapy and do you know what i don't think you're necessarily alone in um uh the message that sometimes therapy isn't for everybody or if it is helpful it's not always and often the the best uh situation but it's it's different for different people some people will find therapy extremely helpful others will like yourself want to talk to people of their own uh accord which i can uh totally understand just on regards to what you said earlier was it was almost like uh, you you keep your feelings in a bottle. Do you think that part of it is that things were building up in this bottle and this bottle almost exploded? Yeah, I've I've always um, had the idea that we we are very good as humans to compartmentalise things. Mm. So emotions that you feel something that bothers you or makes you sad or anything along those lines they're all something that we have within within us subliminally or whether we know about it or not um now i always talk about how sometimes i let i don't let like empty my bottle um and for me that's that's the best um analogy that i could give because you know a lot of um, times 
you'll find that I feel like there's kind of two different um, ideas when it comes to mental health deterioration. One is something very traumatic happening, you know, loss of a loved one, um, you know, bad, really bad news, something that's a big shock. Yeah. The the other side, which is kind of what I'm talking about, is a culmination of small things that bother you and you allow it to get inside you and slowly bit by bit and you can't release it from yourself because it's it's bothered you that much so bit by bit you're, you're storing up more and more negative thoughts and you know this is this is when the deterioration starts mm. um it, you know i i feel like i know when i'm kind of getting full with my ball when i start getting lazy i don't want to do anything I don't want to wake up. Mm. I don't want to go to sleep. Mm. I don't want to go to work. Mm. Um, they're my tell, telltale signs. So and you, when I start feeling like that, yeah. that's that's when you, you need to yeah. start dumping some off. So you understand your triggers by the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done obviously having having time off. Um, it allows you to talk to who you want to, and obviously I've been in CBT and. Um, yeah, I've had to put in a lot of groundwork to to find my way back, but it, you know it's important. It, it does come eventually, but working out your what's going on, mm. um, finding your own signs is is something that I was told to do quite yeah. early on, um, and yeah. So so now you know I know I get that's for me. It's just getting lethargic and things like that, and then I. I I know after that my mood will start dipping. Yeah, and that's one of the positive aspects of getting help is that it does get you to a, it can get you to a, a position where you are able to understand your triggers and manage your uh, mental well-being in a to a much better place. In regards to when this initially happened, you, from your perspective, you say that you you prefer to talk to people of your your uh, own accord. Did you? Did you talk to your family and friends initially or was it a case of, oh, do you know what? I'm going to keep this to myself for the time being and slowly, gradually open it up. Or did you, or were you quite open from the start of when this happened? Uh, quite honestly, I, I fell back to my mum quite a lot. So yeah. um, obviously my, my dad lives abroad. Um, so I don't get to see my dad much. Mm. Um my sister, we're not, we're not really like a, a close, close family. So, but me and my mum have always lived close together, and I've lived with her the longest, etc. Yeah. Um. So I really fell back on my mum big time. Um. Part of what I worked out was was making me feel so depressed was being in a house share. So I was in one room. I've lived there for four years. Um. It was kind of like living in a hotel for four years. So that, that was one of the factors. But it, it bothered me so much to the point, I, you know, I had to get out of there and I went to stay with my mum. And, you know, I stayed with her for quite a while. And to be honest, if it's very important to have key people that you know you're going to, you can fall back on. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I recall the times, you know, having huge, like, panic attack, you know, can't, can't breathe properly you can't speak you can't you, all you're doing is crying and 
you're just a, a huge mess. And if you don't have someone else there, I mean, I've, I've never in my life experienced a panic attack. And I, I know this sounds really nasty, but before I had one, I, I, I didn't really know if they were real or, no, you know, no. were they that bad? Um, but once you really experience one like that, it, it's that's scary. It's yeah. big time scary. You know, I've it's it's actually impossible for me to explain really how that makes you feel mm. in in that moment. It you know you feel like you're. It's you almost one breathe. of those things that you have to experience to fully understand it and appreciate it. Exactly, yeah. and just like I was saying, I was so so blind to it and so dismissive um uh you know i was i was a bit like that but after experiencing it wow um but yeah you, you know falling back on my mum was was brilliant she was she was there for me a lot that's good um and we she helped me um put in applications to find somewhere else to live and um ended up getting somewhere so uh and i'm now moved out which is brilliant you know i've got more own space and stuff but yeah besides the point it's it's very important you have someone um to fall back on and i i did i was very open with my mum um but with other people i still kind of kept my to myself just for the first um little while to i was kind of discovering how long is this going to last for how bad really is this um and until I've kind of felt like I knew that I didn't want to, you know, not burden people, but I didn't want that, that kind of sympathy. I, I don't enjoy, mm. you know, people being really sympathetic with me and feeling sorry for me because this sounds strange too, but that in turn makes me feel like I'm detrimenting them in some way. No, um, I can understand that. And I think there's yes. a big difference between sympathy and empathy. Uh, empathy mm. is putting yourself in uh, someone else's shoes and understand it from their perspective, where sympathy can sometimes have a negative impact because you're effectively feeling sorry for that person. So there can often be yeah. a big difference. In regards to um, you're off, obviously off for two months from work. So I assume that meant that you had to be signed, signed off by the doctor. Um, were you nervous going to see the doctor? How did you feel about that? Well, in in the current situation, I didn't actually have to go oh, in for course, an appointment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so over the phone, um, you know, just explained my what I'd been feeling, and um, you know, just went through kind of everything. I kind of vented on on the phone. Mm. Um, but yeah, one one phone call um, led to being able to be signed off, and they also asked whether I wanted to go on medication. So they gave me a choice. Yeah. Um, and at, at the time, I, I, I feeling as bad as I did, I kind of bit the hand off at the chance. Yeah. Um, and I went, honestly, it was about an hour. So I called them within an hour. My prescription was ready mm. at, at my local supermarket. And I went straight there and I got them and started the course straight away. Mm. Um, so 
yeah, it made it a lot easier that I didn't have to physically go in. I'm, I really also dislike going to doctor surgery. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're alone I probably, there. <laughs> I, I, I probably visit the doctors. I don't even know. I, I don't think I've been to the doctors for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then before that was probably even longer. You know, I, I don't really. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan, and I, I think if I'm, I only really go if I feel very very terrible so um, it may have made it a little bit easier for you then over the phone yes yeah, so, you know looking at the positives from it um it made it a lot easier for me to just be able to call i'm very used to calling people on the phone yeah. you know for work things like that and um yeah it just it made it brilliant and, and, and they they must be trained to not um prize too much which could could look at it as a negative but yeah, that I kind of just explained, and they were quite sympathetic. And straight away, it was kind of like you know, I wasn't being my validity wasn't being questioned. Yeah, which is that's another thing that I was slightly worried about is well, what if they don't? What if they say, well, you know, you just need to do this or see how you feel in a week? And I felt like I didn't have a week. Mm. I felt like I didn't have time. I felt like I needed, I needed something right then and there to make me feel better. Mm. So um, it sounds like to me, they were a supportive, but instead of uh, giving you advice or being judgmental, effectively, it sounds like your doctor was listening to what you had to say and taking it in. Yeah, and you know they they also um, uh, told me about a lot of different groups and gave me a lot of um, support lines and things like that, which I did end up using. Um, I did okay. use uh, I can't actually recall the name right now, but it's it's like a text service. So if you you know I was out and about, I didn't have leaflet on me or anything, but I just remember. Uh, a name that uh, the doctor had given me and I went on and they're the text service. And I just, you know, started texting and you just talk with someone, you mm. explain how you're feeling and, and they kind of give you a little boost. You know, I remember saying, I, I just feel like, you know, I've got nothing, mm. nothing going for me, blah, 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 blah. You know, all my feelings out. And it, you know, it's a long, it's like talking to a friend by mm. text. So, that was actually quite good. It sounds like you had quite a positive experience with the doctors then. And I think, would it be fair to say that a good message for all of our listeners is if anyone's feeling the way that you uh, have been feeling is, you know, don't be afraid to call the doctors. Don't be afraid yeah. to reach out. But for, for years and years and years, there's been this stigma with mental health and how it's not a, a valid reason to be off or take time or feel as bad as you do but believe me if, if you if you are suffering from stress depression anything that's affecting you mentally talk talk to someone who's going to be at facilitate what you need if you need time off speak to your bosses about how you feel or or even your colleagues hmm. um you might have a union at, at work or you know just someone who can connect to you and point you in the right direction um you know, I talk about this this stigma. It, it, it is still prevalent today. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people are like, oh, you know, yeah, respin off or for a long time, and you know, people talk about it and they don't realise. Um, but 
yeah, do you, there's no reason to be to be nervous or to be scared about reaching out to anyone because it's that's one of the most important things. You, you have to reach out and you have to connect with people who are going to allow you to be able to heal in the correct way or at least get the right help. So, and if you don't talk to anyone, then it's just yourself and it's trying to organize and fit your feelings back in, back inside yourself. It's, it's almost impossible. You really need support from people, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. And with the experience you've had, um, with your situation would you say that it's more has it got you to a stage where you would be more likely to open up about how you're feeling now yeah definitely no if it's if i feel as if i'm swaying back towards those shores 100 percent, you know it, it would it's taught me a lesson in in the fact that don't let things get too much before you talk you know you it's fine to have a little bit of emotion and things like that, but you'll know in yourself if things are getting too much. You know, just look at who you are as a person and what you do on a day-to-day. And if, if you're feeling really different and things are getting worse and worse, that's when you, you, you need to start talking. And you said earlier when we were chatting that you, 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 you cried. You've had a good, good cry at times. Oh God, I, I went through, a, a, I think one month is just like solid, you know, just every day, just something, something to cry about. Um, you know, not always specific, but uh, it's not, a lot of times I'll just feel so bad and it would be nothing, you know, I'd be looking at getting myself ready in the morning and I just think, you know, you just... It's unexplainable. You just have a breakdown. You just don't know why, but you feel so terrible. Um, but yeah, I'm the I'm the first to admit I've I've been a big crier. Um, Do you find it a good release when you cry? Personally, I I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I find crying personally to be something that I don't know. I I I really don't like crying. Um, not just because of, you know, the the emotions attached to it, but I feel like crying is is then directly, if you're with other people and you cry, it's directly impacting them. Um, it's showing your emotion physically. I understand. Um, which there's nothing wrong with, you know. I'm I'm not trying to say that in any any sense of the word, but just crying doesn't make me feel good. Sometimes afterwards, yeah, okay, I can feel a little bit of like, right, okay, reset. I've I've got that out of me, and I can reset and start focusing on something else. So I understand your your point of release there, but I think the main point to say is just yeah, crying, crying is fine. You know, if if your body and your mind want to cry, just cry. Yeah, there's no reason to go against. That's them. a good message, and I don't think you're alone in um, not feeling completely comfortable when crying i know when i when i'm feeling low and i cry it doesn't feel completely comfortable to me and i think i think that's uh not an unusual experience but like you say 
it is okay to cry. It is absolutely okay to cry. Yeah. Um, and perhaps we as a society need to grasp that a little bit more with uh, those physical reactions as well. Um, so what I've heard from you, Reese, is that you had a really supportive uh, mother throughout uh, this time. How would you say your when you did bring it up with them, how did your friends react? Were they supportive, judgmental? What what was it like opening up to any of your friends that you spoke to about this? Uh, again, all, all your preconceptions they're they're soon pushed aside when you t- when you talk to your friends. Mm. The reason why they're your friends is because you know they, they will support you. If, if, yeah, and uh, I think that's another big thing that people are scared to talk to their friends because they think they're going to be judged. Um, you know, if <laughs> no one is ever going to judge you, especially your friends. Mm. Um, if your friends aren't there to support you, then they're not really your friends anyway. So when I, yeah, when I told my friends, they were all supportive, you know, they asked me if I needed anything or, you know, if I ever needed to talk, that they're there. You know, which which is good. It's good to have that support. Um, yeah, do do not be scared to open up to your friends. If you don't want to do it straight away, then that's fine. Yeah. But at some point, even even if it's afterwards, um, you you know, allowing your friends, they're usually the closest people to you, the people you spend most of your time with. If you can, even even if. Once everything's said and done, and you feel better, even if you can talk about it, then they can kind of know. If you start going through something again, then they can help you. Or if they start feeling something like what you've told them, then they can come and talk to you about it. So sharing is important because, um, mm. like what this podcast is about, sometimes you don't know what you're feeling is depression or yeah. stress, or sometimes it's. It, very blurred lines and you can't tell what it is and uh sometimes talking it through might give you a bit uh more of a greater understanding of your own feelings and what i've heard from you talking today reese or tonight is that at every step it sounds like you've had quite a positive um reaction from your work from your mother from your doctor and from your friends which just goes to show that the people uh, around us are more empathetic than perhaps some of us would uh, believe um, and shows the importance of opening up. Um, so we're, we're drawing to the end of um, tonight's episode and podcast. And what I really wanted to ask you, Reese, is how are you feeling now? How's things for you at the moment? You know, I'm not going to say I'm in, in the best moment of my life. We still have lockdown and things like that. Yeah. But... I, I feel great. I feel great about things. I'm, I'm positive for what's going to come around in the in the next half of the year. I've got brilliant people around me right now. I've got a lot of close friends, a lot of a lot of close people that I'm spending, you know, bits of time with, going on walks, etc. And yeah, just like you know, s- surrounded myself with good people, and that's helped me. But in myself, I feel great. I feel healthy, um, and once this lockdown subsides and or COVID subsides more, more correctly, yeah. I think you know I'll be even in an even better place, and I'll be able to see 
even more of my friends, you know, mm. all, all my tank friends and can get back to playing uh, active sport, socialising. Yeah, looking forward to that, absolutely. I'm excited, you know, I'm, I'm excited. No, that's good. And I'm really pleased that things are moving forward uh, as positive as they can for you. Obviously, um, I assume you're still taking your medication on your antidepressants, um, which I will, you, you know, have had some sort of impact on you. Well, I've actually, I've, I've actually stopped taking my medication. Right, okay. So okay. I've stopped, I've, I've stopped taking them for about three, four, five weeks, maybe now. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, they, they really did help. Um, but me, uh, personally just didn't feel like I needed them anymore. No, I just okay. had, had my, the, my people around me and I felt a lot more normal again. Mm. And I just decided that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So yeah, I came off them and I can't even really remember feeling a difference. So oh, yeah. that's really positive. Uh, that is really positive. And, uh, I assume now you're back at work as well. Yeah. Back at work. Um, still not much going on there, but yeah, back at work and, um, going in and doing what I can. So yeah, you know, it just adds to that positivity i think being off for such a long time uh makes you realize how important your day-to-day life really mm. is and you know being mm. stuck at home this is one thing I, I would like to say to people is if you're working from home or if you're going to work or or anything even though we're in a lockdown right now get yourself out and, and get fresh air go for a walk or exercise you know go for a run or take your dog for more walks. Just do something to to mm-hmm. counter, you know, being stuck inside. It's it, that is one thing I, I really want to say to people because it, it, that's probably the main thing that helped me the most is th- getting out. Yeah, I think that's a really positive and uh, message to give to our listeners. Definitely, that ability to get out and about is uh, often very positive for your mental well-being. Um, so. Really, what this uh, tonight's story from yourself, Reese, shows us is that you suffered something which is, you know, really, really difficult to uh, manage and deal with. But you've got to a stage now where things are moving forward positively. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and also what it shows is if you've got good support around you and you are willing to talk about your issues, then it they do make them it makes them a lot easier to manage. So. Before we leave tonight, Reese, I just want to thank you for being so open and candid about uh, the situation that you've been through um, and how things have moved forward for you. Um, and is there what would be your one message to give to anyone listening tonight who may be going through something similar um, or suffering with their own mental health uh, issues at present? Um, I think, you know, just off the fly, if I was giving someone a message um i would just say stay strong and things are never as bad as they seem um you will get through what you're going through and this is not how you're going to feel for the rest of your life so just work on yourself bit by bit day by day and you will come out the other side and it's good to talk right 100 percent. get get your feelings out there get yourself outside 
get yourself feeling good again. And I just want to say as well, if if anyone hears this and wants to talk to me, and I'm sure the same goes for Sean, yeah. if anyone wants to talk to either of us, if you're experiencing anything like this or anything close to the same lines, talk to us um, or talk to your friends or talk to anyone. I'm sure everyone would appreciate that. So a big thank you, Reese. Really appreciate that. And thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, mate. Uh, thank you, Sean. Cheers, mate.